Hello again. This is Deacon Allen. We are moving on this week to Unit 6 of the Primer of Ecclesiastical Latin by John F. Collins. Uh, last time we had a long lesson, and I do apologize for that, on, uh, but there was a lot of material to go over with uh, in, you know, introducing verbs uh, in some detail uh, and the four conjugations, and then we spent a great deal of time with the uh, first conjugation. There are four basic conjugations of verbs, unlike English, where uh, verbs we don't have any set conjugations. We have some irregular verbs and, uh, you know, but Latin things, there are the irregular verbs, but then most verbs will fall fairly clearly into one of four categories. And those are the four uh, conjugations. We did the first conjugation um, last time. Remember, we can tell which conjugation we're in by looking at the, um, uh, uh, at the the uh, uh, the present infinitive active form, which is the second of the four principal parts. Uh, first conjugation nouns in the present infinitive active uh, end uh, in are, you know, long a r e. Second conjugation nouns end in ere with a long e r e. Third conjugation end in a short ere. Um, uh, so it's a short ere. And then fourth conjugation end in ire with a long i re. So if you know your, when you learn a verb, you learn all four principal parts. So you know what the second principal part is. So you know what conjugation it's in. And each of the different um, Parts of uh, four principal parts will give you, you know, if you, if you remove the ending for it, it'll give you the stem for building the different uh, um, tenses uh, off of it, and also the different, you know, um, moods and and and, uh, and and so forth. Um, all right, so uh, we're going to look uh, just quickly at the present indicative active of the other three um, conjugations, the second, third, and fourth, okay? So uh, let's just take our sample word for the second uh, conjugation, moneo, uh, monere, monui, monitus, which means to warn or advise. Notice monitor, admonish would be an English word derived from this, right? Okay. Um, and uh, uh, and so what the present infinitive obviously is going to be that second uh, principal part monere, and so the present stem is you just drop the re from it and you get moneo, mones, monet, monemus, monetis, monent. So moneo I warn, mones you singular warn. Monet, he, she, or it warns. Monemus, we warn. Monetis, you all, <laughs> plural, uh, warn. Monent, they warn. Uh, the um, E shortens before another vowel. I mean, that just kind of happens. And then also it, 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 the vowels, uh, just as with the first conjugation, it shortens before a T or an NT. All right. The... Third conjugation, 
there are two kinds of third conjugation, two broad categories. There are those that are uh, O-type uh, uh, verbs in their uh, first-person singular present indicative active, which is how you find it in your dictionary, right? The first principal part. And then there are I-O types, okay? And they're going to be a little different. So we have two uh, different examples of verbs here. Duco, ducere, duxi, ductus, to lead. What do we have? We have good English derivatives, right? Duct, induct, um, uh, you know, duke. <laughs> a duke is a leader. Originally, it was a it was a, a title given to auxiliary forces, not Roman legionaries, but uh, auxiliary forces, uh, the leader of auxiliary forces. So anyway, um, so uh, uh, here we take the present indicative, which is ducere, and um, the present stem. You drop the r e. Uh, Although uh, it's going to be a little different um, depending on the, uh, the, uh, the person and number here. So that duce really becomes duci or duku. Um, and you just have to learn it. Okay. Um, so uh, first person in the singular, we have first person is duco, I lead. Second person singular, duchis, you, singular, lead, duchit, he, she, or it, leads. Notice we're seeing, again, very similarly uh, in all of these, we've got that O is the first person singular, the S is how the second person singular ends, and T is how the third person singular ends, so, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, fairly consistent here. Um, in the plural, we have ducimus, ducitis, ducunt. Again, we've got those mus, tis, unt endings, so that you're on familiar ground there, but they're just obvious. The, the, the vowel is a little different um, from just whacking the re off the, off the uh, present infinitive uh, stem. Um, the IO type is a little different. And our example here is capio, capere, cepi, captus, to take or to receive. Notice captus, we got our word captive. If you've captured something, you've, you've, you've taken it, right? Um, uh, um, so uh, the present in infinitive is capere. And here, uh, the, in, whereas with the, the, the duco, Right, it became uh, when you took ducere uh, and you knocked the re off. You got du you got duce, but that becomes duci or duku. Here, capere, you knock the re off. You got cape, which becomes copy and copyu. So the first one, it's just like the other, but the but the uh, the eu uh, is going to be different. So it really is only going to affect it when you look at the third person plural. Okay, so uh, um, you get uh, first person singular, copio, I take. Second person singular, copis, you, singular, take. 
third person singular, kapit he, she, or it takes. In the plural, you have kapimus, we take, kapitis, you take, kapiunt, they take. Okay, so it's a little different, but obviously follows a pattern. And then finally, we move on to the fourth conjugation. And here, our example verb is going to be audio, audire, audivi, auditus, auditus, uh, to hear. I mean, audio is a good English word, um, auditorium, um, uh, auditory, audit, you know, an auditor is someone who listens to the evidence and so forth and goes through it all. Um, so uh, um, it means to hear, um, audible, <laughs> capable of being heard, right? Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, the uh, present infinitive is audire, and the, so the present stem is audi or audiu, just as we had with our with uh, the. Um, the third conjugation. Incidentally, especially when we get into other uh, tenses, you'll find that the first and second conjugations have a lot of similarities, and the third and fourth conjugations have a lot of similarities, but between those two broad categories, they're a little different, so pay attention to that. That's another reason why it's very important to, when you learn a, a, a verb, when you learn words, make sure you learn them with the macrons, okay? Even though you're not going to see them written that way in a liturgical text, because especially the difference between second and third conjugation is going to be obvious when we get into some more tenses, okay? So you don't want to get confused. Um, it's more than just the accent. Uh, uh, it, it will it, it will change how the which endings are used and so forth. So keep that in mind. All right. So um, let's uh, uh, um, let's look at our example of of audio, uh, audire, audivi, auditus. Uh, in the first person singular, we get audio. I hear. Second person singular, audis. Uh, you singular here. And then audit, he, she, or it hears. That's where we get our word audit from, right? Um, audimus, we hear. Auditis, you hear. Audiunt, they hear. Um, all right. So that introduces us to all four of those conjugations. Let's move on to direct questions. Now, um, there are two ways you can do a direct question. Just as in English, you can use a helping verb does, you know, um, or you can just raise, you know, the pitch of your voice at the end of the sentence and into an interrogatory, right? Um, in Latin, there are a couple of ways you can do it. You could just make the statement just directly and then with a question mark at the end of it. Um, and so we have, an, you know, uh, uh, um, we have an example in our sentence here of Anjali in Celli's Deum Collaudant, right? Um, but there's also this enclitic particle ne that can be added to the first word of the sentence. And the first word of the sentence might be the verb, or it might be something else, okay? Um, Incidentally, I think this is funny. We do this in English, too, because it's kind of like the isn't it. 
um, uh, aren't you tired? You know, uh, um, uh, 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 aren't you hungry? Um, you know, so we're putting a negative on there and it is an interesting feature. I, of languages that so many of them have this N letter, this, this nasal sound has a negative meaning. Uh, it's, and it's understandable that it's across all the Indo-European languages like that, because there are ultimately rela related languages and however many thousands of years ago, our hunter-gatherer ancestors, uh, you know, spoke the hypothetical language that linguists call Proto-Indo-European, from which all these languages ultimately descended. Uh, but it, it strikes me as funny. I was noticing, you know, it, I grew up in Japan, and in Japanese, nai is a negation. And so you've got that again. Although there is one oddity. In ancient Greek, and I don't know modern Greek, so maybe the same still, but in ancient Greek and the Greek of the New Testament, nigh means yes. So go figure. All right. Well, anyway, that's a way you can do it. So we have vocatne Petrus discipulum. We could say uh, Petrus discipulum vocat, with a, you know, put a, a question mark at the end of it. Um, so notice um, we have our, our verb is vocat. Uh, he is calling, right? Or he calls. And who is being called? The discipulum, the disciples. So that's why it's in the, in the accusative. And our subject, the one doing the calling, is Petrus, Peter. So, and then we have that ne in front of it. So, uh, and ne is attached to vocat. So, vocat ne Petrus discipulum. Um, is isn't Peter calling the disciple? But it doesn't necessarily have that kind of uh, of, of sense. You know, it's it's it could it's just a straight up question: Is Peter calling the disciple? All right. Um, far more frequently, a question is introduced by some sort of interrogative word, uh, like ubi where or quare for what reason or why. So, quare dominum non laudant, why do they not praise the Lord? All right. And then we have a couple of uh, ways of thinking of the ablative. Um, and we do this already. I've talked about how uh, with Latin, of course, you've got all these prepositions, and they'll take different uh, cases. But um, uh, in some ways, the preposition is kind of already built into the case structure, so that when you use the ablative, you can always think of it as by, with, or from. And so this is really a couple of examples of that. The ablative of means is with or by, but with the sense of by means of. Okay, so dominum psalmis laudamus. We praise the Lord with psalms, or by means of psalms, right? Justi in gladio regnant. Do the righteous, the just, right? Do the righteous in gladio, by means of the, uh, the sword, regnant, uh, rule. Do righteous men rule by means of the sword? Okay. And then the, we have the ablative of manner, um, and this is with, 
Again, it's built right into the ablative, by, with, or from. You could use the preposition cum, which takes the ablative, so cum gaudio, or you could simply say gaudio, and that has a sense of with joy. Although uh, uh, Collins notes that you that in English we might represent it by an adverb, you know, with an L-Y, you know, is what makes an adverb generally in English, so that, you know, dominum cum gaudio laudamus, uh, we praise the Lord joyfully or with joy. All right. So let's look at our at our vocabulary now. Um, a number of verbs, as you may imagine, given that we have uh, uh, introduced uh, three conjugations to you. So um, do. Remember, do is is to give, right? Do dare, um, dedidatus. Um, and like so many other verbs, you can tack a uh, a um, a preposition onto it and get a different meaning, either a different shade of meaning or a completely different kind of meaning. Um, some of these verbs, do dare, uh, is a obviously with dare is a first conjugation verb, but some of these others. Our third conjugation. Okay, it's the oddity of, Latin, of Latin that this happens. So, redo, redere, redidi, reditus, to give back, to render, uh, is third conjugation. Trado, tradere, tradiri, traditus, to hand over, give over, or betray. We get our word traitor. Um, but we also get our word tradition from this verb ultimately. So it's trans dare to give, you know, to give over. Okay. So here's an example of a first conjugation basic verb when it has that uh, uh, preposition added to it uh, becomes third conjugation. Um, another uh, uh, first conjugation verb, fugo, fugare, fugabis, fugatus, to put to flight, to chase away. Obviously, we get our word fugitive from this, right? Um, um, deleo, delere, delevi, deletus, to destroy or to wipe out, and we get our word delete, uh, obviously, um, from from this verb. Um, all right. Habeo, habere, habui, habitus. Oh, notice with delere, right? Because it's got a long e in the in the present infinitive active stem uh, there. Uh, that's obviously second conjugation, as is habere. This is a different verb from Habeo, which we had seen, I think we'd seen that one earlier, didn't we? Maybe we, maybe we haven't heard that one yet. Um, that uh, 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 it, it, this one, or I mean, habeo habere. This is different from habitare, which is a verb we haven't heard. So 
um, which means obviously to inhabit, to, you know. Um, uh, so habeo is to have or to hold, but also to consider, to like hold in your mind, or like if you think of the uh, Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, right? Um, we have uh, uh, words that come from this, like um, habit, also able. Um, but we uh, we also get, uh, um, uh, if you think, it, it, this would actually be in the subjunctive, but there's a, there's a legal uh, thing called habeas corpus, habeus, hab, uh, um, habeas corpus, would be how we pronounce it. Is if thou hast the body. <laughs> okay. um, so uh, um, yeah, that legal phrase comes into, our, or, or that Latin phrase comes into our into our law, the writ of habeas corpus. Yeah. Um, Misceo, miscere, miscui, mixtus, to mix or to mingle. And obviously mixtus is good. But also, you know, we have like words like promiscuous, uh, um, uh, you know, um, um, uh, miscellaneous, right? Uh, <laughs> you ever see uh, the, uh, um, I, I mean, it's, it's an ugly word from an ugly period in our history. Um, but uh, uh, I, I do have to laugh grimly at it because of the Coen Brothers movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where uh, the word miscegenation, uh, this would be an obviously you know, another uh, uh, descendant word from this. Um, <laughs> um, we did monio, monere, monui, monitus. Obviously, this is second conjugation as well, to warn, advise, or to teach. Um, preceptum sal, preceptus salutaribus, uh, uh, um, oh man, I'm blowing it now. Uh, uh, there are so many things in the Mass that you sing, and uh, when I try to speak them, I, I, I bungle it. But uh, taught by our Savior's command, right, before we introduce the Our Father, um, uh, you get this word moniti in it. Um, um, ago agere egi actus. To do or to drive. This is a third conjugation uh, verb, and um, this is uh, um, uh, we get our word uh, agenda from this. Those things needing to be moved. Um, we get our word act ultimately from from this. We get agent, somebody who does something. Right, action, actor. All those come from this word. Um, Incidentally, this word is used, this verb is used with gratias, if you're giving thanks. You don't use do dare for giving thanks. You make thanks. I mean, you do, you do thanks um, in, in Latin. So uh, how do you say thank you in the singular? Gracias ago tibi. I give you thanks. Um or simply gracias, right? We covered that uh, when we when we learned uh, um, that noun. Um, or gracias ago vobis, uh, I give you plural thanks. Um, 
So, oh, and, and so that, that's where we have gracias, gracias agere, give thanks to, and so you, it takes the dative. So I give thanks to, um, uh, uh, I give thanks to the Pope, say. Gracias, gra, gracias ago papa. Uh, pape, right? Because it's it's uh, it, it's first uh, declension. So, gracias ago pape. I give the Pope thanks. Bibo right? bibere bibi bibitus uh, to drink. Uh, again, this is third conjugation. We get our word imbibe. We get bibber as in a wine bibber. In the King James Version, when our Lord is talking, you know, is being criticized by the Pharisees for, you know, um, not fasting like John the Baptist. And he says, you know, that uh, our Lord complains that, that uh, you know, you were criticized John the Baptist for being an ascetic and you criticize me for being a glutton and a wine bibber. Kind of a funny uh, word to us in our more modern English. But anyway, that's what we get this word from. Um Credo, credere, credidi, creditus, to believe in or to trust. We get credo in unum deum, right, in our, our creed. Um, uh, it's a third conjugation. Uh, we get our word credit, if we trust something. If we, we you know, the, your creditor is somebody who believes you that you're going to pay them back, right? Um, all right. Duco, ducere duxi ductus. We we talked about this one. And notice again, like with so many Latin verbs, you can chuck a, 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 a attach a, a preposition to it, and you get a different verb. So educo, educere, eduxi, eductus, to lead out. Okay, because it's e or x added to it. Well, what do we get from that? We get educate, because you're pulling something out of the student. Um, by, uh, you know, if you, especially if you're using like the, the Socratic method, right? You're, you're, you're pulling something out, uh, of them. Uh, induco, inducere, induxi, inductus, to lead into, to bring into. So we have in the Our Father, uh, menos, uh, uh, um, uh, so we, we, so we have, you know, uh, um, Um, et, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, do not lead us into temptation, right? Perduco, perducere, perduxi, perductus, lead through, bring to, with a pair attached to it. Um, seduco, seducere, seduxi, seductus, to deceive. We get our word seduce you know, seduction from this. Incidentally, you haven't learned it yet, and I'm not sure when we'll get to it, but that se is a, um, uh, reflect, it, it, it means like, uh, like himself or herself. So what you're doing is you're leading someone away from them, from, uh, uh, you know, apart from really where they should be. Okay. Um, all right. 
So, and then, jungo, jungere, junxi, junctus, to join or to unite. This is related to a lot of uh, English words. Obviously, words like join, joint, junction, you know, conjunction, kind of putting con in front of it. Um, incidentally, going way back to Proto-Indo-European and then how it kind of do, does, goes down into the different languages. It's also related to our word yoke, like a yoke of oxen. And it's also related to the uh, you know Sanskrit word that ultimately becomes yoga because it's kind of a discipline. You're binding yourself to certain practices. So um, anyway, it's, a, it's an ancient uh, uh, word that comes into Indo-European uh, languages. So we get konyugo, konyungere, to join or to unite, from which we get conjugal, as in a marriage, right? Capio, caperec, cepi, captus, we covered this one, and again, you can add prepositions to it, acipio, acipere, acepi, aceptus, to take or to uh, receive, and obviously we get our word accept, you know, uh, from that. Recipio, recipere, recepi, Receptus, to take back, to regain. Uh, and so we get receive, uh, reception, you know, all those from that. All right. Another common verb that's kind of, that can be used for a lot of purposes is facio, facere, feci, factus, to do or to make. Obviously, we get a word fact. We get our word factory as a place where things are made, right? Uh, factor, um, all those are, are uh, uh, come from this. We also get uh, deficit, which is, you know, if it's kind of, well, we'll see, it's like a, a verb deficio, deficere, defeci, defectus, or we get defect as well, to fail, to waste, right, to vanish. Aficio, aficere, affecti, affectus, to affect. Obviously, it's related to our English word. Um, and then, so that's with odd, uh, you know, and then it, obviously it, 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 it assimilates to the beginning of, of the verb. Uh, and same thing with efficio, efficere, efeci, effectus, to make or to effect. The difference between affect and effect. Um, all right. Um, audio, we we did this one. Audio, audire, audivi, audi, audi. This is some of these um, fourth conjugation uh, verbs will have a couple of forms for things. So you could say audivi, but you can also say audi for uh, um, the first person singular perfect. Indicative active. Okay. Auditus, uh, to hear. And we talked about, I think a couple of lessons ago, I mentioned when, we, when you add a preposition onto it, you can intensify things. So if you add X to Audi, you get X audio, X audire, X audibi, or X audi, uh, X auditus, to hear favorably. Okay, so you've intensified it. Um, venio, venire, veniventus, to come, 
you know, the famous statement by Caesar, uh, Veni, Vidi, Vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. Uh, all of them, of course, using the third principal part of their various verbs. Um, so, uh, you know, we have venue, venture, but also here with the next one, advenio, advenire, adveni, adventus, to come or to arrive. Well, in the season of Advent that we just kind of got through before Christmas here, uh, it's the season of arrival. We're waiting for our Lord's coming at Christmas time. So um, that's, uh, that's where that word comes from. All right. Um, can also do, uh, you know, a, a different prepositions. So if you add cum to it, you get convenio, convenire, conveni, conventus, to come together, uh, but also to be fitting. So a, a convent is a group of people who have come together to live together. It's also convenient, you know, uh, circumstances come together nicely. We even use that kind of phrase in English. And then invenio, invenire, inveni, inventus, to come upon, but also to find. So when we talk about an invention, you know, we think in English, we think of it as having made something new out of whatever, but it does have that sense of finding uh, in Latin. Um, one of my favorite uh, writers of the 20th century, Evelyn Waugh, uh, a Catholic writer, um, he has a, uh, a character, <laughs> he mentioned something in one of his books, I can't remember where, where someone is, is, is talking about how, um, the, yeah, this whole, the whole crucifixion was just made up. And I was like, what? How do you know? Yeah, I heard it directly from a Catholic priest. He talked about, they, they even have a feast day where they talk about the invention of the true cross. <laughs> and of course, the invention of the true cross was the finding of the true cross by St. Helena when she went to Jerusalem. Um, so anyway, he's making fun of that character um, for not knowing Latin. Um, all right, some nouns. We've done enough verbs here. Hebreus, Hebrei, a Hebrew, right? And that's a good uh, uh, first or second declension masculine noun. Obviously, if you wanted to make it feminine because you're talking about a Hebrew woman, just do it in the first declension. Hebrea, Hebre, right? Natus nati is a son or a child. Obviously, this is related to, this comes from a verb, um, uh, to be born. And again, as with, since we're talking about a person, uh, this would be a second declension masculine, but if you change the us to an a, uh, you could turn it into a uh, into a first declension noun, and you could be talking about a daughter. Okay. Domus domi is a house or home. Okay. Um, we have an English word like domicile, right? Um, from that. Um, exemplum, exempli, this is again a neuter uh, noun. Now, notice domus domi, this is a, uh, uh, is feminine, even though it's in the second declension, so don't get tripped up by that, okay? Um, most uh, second declension 
nouns are either going to be in the masculine or the neuter, and with their slight differences there. But here's an example of one that's going to decline like a masculine noun, but it's actually feminine in gender. Whew, if you didn't think Latin was tough enough. Um, okay, so exemplum exempli. Oh, here we are, back to the neuter, an example. Um, templum templi as a temple or a church. Um, Egyptius aum, Egyptian, right? So that's an adjective, but it could also be a noun if you're talking about like an Egyptian person. You could say you know, Egyptius Egyptia if it's female, if she's female. Christianus Christiana Christianum, a Christian, a Christian something as an adjective, but again, it could also be a noun. Uh, it could even be a name. Um, Christianus Christiana. Okay. Electus aum, uh, chosen or elect. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, obviously we have words like election and, and so forth from that. Um, aduk is an adverb so far until now, um, you know, still. Obviously, it's it's composed of two parts, odd and hook, to this point, if you will. All right. Um, out is a coordinating conjunction that means or. And just as with et and all those other ways of saying and, you can use or in the same sort of way. So where if we had said, um, you know, uh, uh, um, et patientia et, well, I'm using a noun you don't know yet, uh, et potentia, uh, et, et, et uh, um, you know, et, uh, um, oh, well, doesn't matter. But if we said et, et, we get the both and sense here. Um, uh, in without, you get either or. So, uh, there's that famous uh, saying by St. Augustine where he's are in argument from what Jesus is saying. You do not have the option, if you actually take seriously what he says about who he is in the Gospels, you don't have the option of saying that, um, oh, he's a great man and a great teacher, but not God. Because he's either man, or either God, or he's a bad man, or perhaps a madman. And so Augustine says, out Deus, out malus homo. He's either God, or he's a bad man. Out, out, either or. We talked about the enclitic interrogative particle uh, with ne, and then an interrogative adverb Quare. For what reason? Why? All right. Very good. I think I don't think we have any. Uh, um, I think we've covered all the vocabulary notes and, and derivatives here. So for your homework, uh, we'll those are found on page uh, 54 and 55. Uh, we will probably not go through all of them because they start to get uh, uh, more difficult as we're going. Um, but any any that uh, that look like they have um, particular interest, and if some of them you'd like explained or baffled by them, please 
Uh, email me earlier in the week would be better so that I can uh, try to I try to uh, record a uh, the the supplementary podcast uh, you know roughly Thursday ish so anything that uh, in in the week so that we can go over uh, the exercises before the next uh, uh, the next uh, lesson drops um, but I'll talk to you so I'll talk to you next time God bless you um, we have uh, covered a fair amount here and learned uh, some new uh, some new uh, verb forms uh, um, and just kind of getting the introduction to uh, these uh, the the four uh, conjugation very good thank you